0: Welcome to Kahuna and the Wasp. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today we're going to discuss the New York Jets, Philadelphia Eagles, and a little fantasy football. I want to welcome back my co-host, the Kahuna.
1: Hey, it was good to be back. Uh, it was nice to be away at sunny Florida, but, uh, you know, hey, got all things come to an end. You miss me?
0: Oh, we always miss
1: you.
0: So let's go to the Eagles. The Eagles coming off a bye. Uh, Eagles now 6 and 7. We'll go over some of the season leaders. <laughs>
1: Well, here we go. Let's see. Hopefully the Eagles use this bye week uh, to clean up some things and to get healthier. You know, Sanders going down with that ankle last time they played and, you know, just trying to figure out that Minshew out there, I thought did a really good job. So hopefully they use a little bit of time to figure out who's playing. I'm assuming it's Hertz. Um, although I'd personally like to see uh, Minshew play with Hertz coming in on, you know, some maybe gadget plays or whatnot. But whatever. That's uh, their, their decision-making. Um, but otherwise, yeah, really looking forward to this uh, this week and this game.
0: Yeah, Gardner Minshew, great job uh, two weeks ago coming in, filling in, getting the W on the season. You got Jalen Hurts leading the way with 13 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and you also got Jalen Hurts leading the way with 122 attempts, 695 yards, and 8 TDs on the ground. Those are Lamar Jackson rookie numbers almost.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I personally think, I've said it before, that Jalen Hurts – does have a future in football, you know. It may very well be a future here in Philadelphia, but they just need to really work on him to uh, figure out that pocket passing and those deep throws because if he can get that together, I mean, look how good Minshew did with throwing a ball, and look how good the Eagles did with a little bit of passing game involvement, especially they got Goddard involved.
0: Well, I see. I mean, Jalen Hurts is the leader in rushes, but you're right, Miles Sanders was out. He's back now. and the last couple games, the Eagles really have been running the ball more than they've been throwing the ball, and they've been stacking Ws, I think, because of the run game. Um, On the other side, the receiver, Devontae Smith leading the the way, 50 receptions, 701 yards, four touchdowns. You also have Dallas Goddard, who's doing a big job, especially recently with uh, the big catches after the Urch trade.
1: Yeah, Devontae Smith does look good. You know, he's another bright star for their future. Um, you know, they got to figure out what to do with our man Rager. Um, but they got they got people out there. They got guys that can do the job. They're running back uh, stable now. Looks pretty solid. I'm just hoping Hurts is back. See if Howard's back. And if they put a well-rounded game together and not just all run, 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 you know, when you run that much, you got guys open out there. And you know the big the big target? Got it.
0: Up next for the Eagles, you got the Washington football team. Uh, currently, it's Eagles, minus 4.5. It opened up minus 4, and the over-under is 43.5. Washington football team, 6-7. and seven. Uh, Season leaders right now, Taylor Heineke, the Old Dominion quarterback, huge leader in the locker room. Antonio Gibson, we'll talk about, and Terry McLaurin, who's in concussion protocol.
1: You know what? Yeah, watch that uh, Dallas game last week, and— you know, it wasn't really that that impressive from the Dallas point of view. I mean, they won the game. Yeah, I get it. Their defense played really well. But their offense is just not hitting on all cylinders right now. Um, but one thing I did notice, I mean, Heineke played relatively well until he got hurt. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be back this week. I mean, his ankle looked, looked kind of tricky to me. Gibson, you know, he kind of got taken out by gameplay and game flow right because they went they fell behind you know Gibson does look good uh he's not what he used to be but he's playing well and plus guess what mckissicks back
0: well you know Gibson did have the early fumble and then he was benched because of it I disagreed with the benching especially when it, I think it was maybe 24. 24- 3 24-7. Right. They should have been running the ball a little bit more, give him a second chance to make sure he doesn't fumble. Uh, but I like Antonio Gibson. I think he's a good back, but you got to hold on to the ball. That's what they say. First thing is don't fumble the ball, protect your quarterback, and then get yards.
1: You know, and then uh, Terry McLaurin also, one of their big superstars, he got dinged up. And, uh, you know, we'll see if he comes back this week. I think it makes a difference if he plays or not, for sure.
0: Big time. He's their big down-the-field threat. I mean, he had the big catch where he came down, hit his head against Dallas, went out concussion protocol. Hopefully he's okay because Terry McLaurin on the outside for Washington makes a big difference. So maybe without him, Eagles have a better chance of winning.
1: You know, looking at this game coming up, I think there's a lot of intangibles we got to think about before we pick. You know, they're playing at home. I think that's strong for the Eagles. I think they're going to struggle against this stout defense because the Washington defense is not only playing strong and tough against the run, but they're coming up with different looks. You know, Ron Rivera is really messing things up and making teams wonder what's really going to happen. I kind of think if Sanders, Howard come back and they're healthy uh, and they use Goddard some more, uh, and if McLaurin's out, I like the Eagles in this one in a close late win, maybe 2017.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's gonna go over the total of forty three and a half. I think there can be some touchdowns here. I think Washington can maybe get a defensive touchdown, but I think the Eagles will be able to throw a little bit on Washington. So I'm thinking Eagles maybe uh twenty eight, twenty one.
1: Yeah, and that's why I kinda of like Minshew. I would use Minshew in this because you can throw on Washington. Hertz hasn't demonstrated that yet. But whatever we did, whatever they gotta do.
0: So let's talk a little fantasy football
1: fantasy football
0: we're going to start out in the wide receiver position we're going to start out of oakland hunter renfro big week 14 targets 13 receptions 117 yards 28 fantasy points he's the number 37 overall fantasy player not somebody you talk about every week he's had three straight 100 yard games and he's just been playing great going against the cleveland browns tough pass D with the cleveland browns 10 projected points i think he goes over
1: You know, hunters uh, he's really put it together lately. I mean, ever since Ruggs disappeared, yeah, they picked up Jackson. um, But, uh, you know, Derek Carr hasn't had the time to make the long throws. So he's gone to his security blanket underneath. Typically, who's he looking for? Waller, Waller, Waller. Hurt, hurt, hurt. So I'm not sure what's going to happen this week if uh, Forster Moreau, who was, he was Invisible Man, right, last week with Waller out. If Waller's back, Hunter takes a hit. But if Waller's still hurt, you fire him up, even in a tough defensive battle with Cleveland, and especially with Cleveland, all these COVID issues, it might open it up a little bit.
0: I think Renfro is going to continue to get the uh, the targets. I think he's uh, he doesn't drop the ball, only one drop out of the 14 targets. So I think he has another big week, maybe his four straight 100-yard game.
1: Hey, he's my Wes Welker lookalike.
0: Next up, we got Tyler Lockett out of Seattle. He had a big week, nine targets, five receptions, 142 receiving yards, a touchdown and 27 fantasy points. He's the number 42 overall fantasy player. It's his third straight season now with 1,000-plus yards, fifth 100-yard game of the year. Really liking Tyler Lockett plays across from D.K. Metcalf. Russell Wilson, what do you think?
1: Well, first of all, I hate that he plays across from D.K. Metcalf because I got D.K. Metcalf. He's done nothing. He's been killing me. But Lockett, you you can't take away from him. He he plays well, he gets open, he makes the catches, right? Another great week. Um, And guess what? Wilson's starting to come alive. Seattle, with Rashad Penny now, starting to come alive. Their defense, starting to come alive. So you got to start saying, hey, you know, it doesn't look so tough here. I mean... They're going against the Rams. Rams just beat Arizona, so I'm not looking for anything blow up. Uh, but I get you, Ty Lockett, uh, lock, five catches, 90 yards, touchdown.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be Ramsey on Lockett or Ramsey on Metcalf. I think Ramsey makes the big difference on who puts up the points. So. Yeah, he doesn't
1: lock one guy down anymore. He's he's kind of moving around the, the backfield. So I, I think he's going to go situationally where, where it needs to be done.
0: All right. Now we got Mike Evans out of Tampa Bay. He had six targets, six receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown, 21 fantasy points. He's the number 27 overall fantasy player. It's his 11th touchdown of the season. Strong receiver, playing the New Orleans Saints this week. Now the Saints are allowing the third most yards to wide receivers. He's projected 17. I think he finds the end zone at least once, maybe 70 yards, but four for four, 70 yards, and a touchdown is a very Mike Evans stat line.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like him maybe for five, five out of seven for 90 in a touchdown. Down. You're right. Uh, they're gonna have to go uh, into the secondary to beat New Orleans. They're probably not gonna do it on the uh, on the ground I love uh, Leonard Fournette love him to death and he's been doing it on the ground and through passes, but New Orleans is tough, you know, it's gonna be tough to beat him that way Problem is you got to play Tampa. You got to play Tom Brady. You got to play the receivers So they can't stack the box all night long. Uh, I think this is gonna be a great game We'll talk about it a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I think Evans is going to be a good play if, for some reason, they can just take some of them Gronk passes away.
0: Gronk pass? How about Godwin passes? Oh, I think God. he's had 32 targets now in the last two weeks, but that's what he plays in the slot, so I think that's why he's always open. He has more maneuverability. Evans is more down the right side, but Evans is a strong receiver who beats his cornerbacks more than likely.
1: Yeah, and, and who are they missing? A.B., right? That's where all the Godwin passes are coming from now. A.B.'s up.
0: And A B still a question mark to see if he's going to join the team. I think it'd be a mistake not to have him with the success he brought to the playoff run last year, but that's up for Tampa Bay and the Coast Absolutely. Sunday. So let's go on to the tight ends now. We'll start with Travis Kelsey out of Kansas City. Only four targets, three receptions, 27 yards. He's the number 43 overall fantasy player. No touchdowns since week nine, but it was a blowout win this week against the Raiders. They didn't really need him to do too much. Kelsey's one of the best tight ends in the game. Agreed?
1: You know, right now, this year, the tight end position's been a fantasy wasteland, right? From week to week, who's doing what? Now, you can arguably say, Kittle is just the number one guy now. He's just taken over since he came back from injury. You know, Kelsey, hey, great start to the season, even when Kansas City wasn't playing well. He was the blanket. Kansas City has tr- six straight wins, though, now. So Yeah, but you know what? That's not all uh, on the receivers. That's It's on the running backs. It's on the defense come
0: alive. Well, 48 points. You know, you see Tyree Kittle only had maybe 10 fantasy points, five fantasy points for Kelsey. You think what happened?
1: Yeah, well, I, what's happening is they're moving the ball around is what they should be doing all along. But they're getting ready for the playoff run here. You know, they got to get this big win out of the way. But well, they're I-
0: playing at the L.A. Chargers. Oh, yeah. He has eighteen projected. I think Kelsey has a big week this week, huge week because they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Eckler, Williams, and Keenan Allen.
1: Hey, well, we're not sure about Eckler, right? I mean, I saw when they taped up his ankle last week. It looks like they put a scuba man boot on him. Now they're telling me he's fine. I'm not buying it. So I don't think Eckler's going to be the guy. Uh, I don't. Know. I'm not even sure he's playing. You hope he does for a good game. Uh, you, you don't know what Allen's coming back on a short week with the COVID. Uh, so, you know, I, I just like this game. It's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, but I like Kelsey for, you know, six to eight t- uh, catches, 65 yards, at least a touchdown.
0: Oh, great. All right, next we talk Mark Andrews. Baltimore, 11 targets, 11 receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. He had 28 fantasy points. number 32 fantasy player overall. Lamar Jackson gets hurt, no problem. Tyler Huntley comes in, and he still doesn't drop a single target. 13 projected playing the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers are good against the tight end, but it's really hard to stop Andrews. Kahuna, what do you think?
1: Mark Andrews has been a bright spot in that offense, right? He makes the plays. Uh, A lot of his misses this year have already been due to, lamar's inaccuracies lamar just has not played very well this year and uh you know i I was actually happy to see huntley come in there because he was putting the the ball where it needed to be um i love andrews i still love him against green bay because they're going to have to chase points they're going to have to throw the ball they're not going to really be green bay up on the ground i don't think and especially if lamar is not playing you go with andrews
0: yeah, it's going to be a good day for Andrews. I mean, you got to have to keep up with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. They find the end zone at least two, three times a week, it seems. The running game's coming back with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones being healthy. So uh, beware of the pack, but to and keep their up defense. with them.
1: Never forget their defense.
0: Their defense had a touchdown last week as well, Green Bay. So good on Green Bay. And finally, let's go Dawson Knox out of Buffalo. Nine targets, seven receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown, 19 fantasy points. He's the number 89 overall fantasy player. He did miss some games to injury this year. He's a borderline tight end one. I think Josh Allen needs to use Knox moving forward, help Diggs get more open. Playing Carolina, 11 projected. think he has a good game this week.
1: Well, I just call him Mr. TD, right? What does that guy do? He never he never shakes it up. He never looks impressive, but he scores t- uh, touchdowns whenever he's on the field. Um you know carolina everyone says oh tough d tough d they haven't played tough right and buffalo they got to be aggravated right after the last couple games and the way they've been playing and now the patriots are right there oh my god and then you know you look at Allen. i'm not sure what his deal is with his knee slash ankle um you know he was out in a walking boot after that last game sure he put up a lot of yards running but that's what happens when you run you get hurt so You know, I'm really looking from the lean on their uh, receivers here. I think they're going to try to pick on the uh, Panthers in the run game using their running backs, not Allen. Uh, But I do like Knox. He should be in there for a touchdown, I'm pretty
0: sure. Yeah, like five receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown for Knox. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the New York Jets. So the New York Jets lost to the New Orleans Saints 30-9 to last week. We were talking about Trevor Simeon. We meant Tyson Hill. We do apologize. But this was the game Alvin Kamara took over. New York Jets now 3-10. and Kahuna, what did you think of the game?
1: Uh, well, you know, did anyone really suspect the Jets were going to beat New Orleans last week? I don't think so. Um, but when I watched that game, I tell you what, It was a lot closer than I thought, at least in the first half. They were playing him pretty tight. Uh, you know, Tyson Hill just wasn't looking all that good, you know, in his throwing game. Uh, he wasn't really running very much. And I think he kind of feels himself out as the game goes on. You got to watch him in the second half. And that's what happened. Became Tyson Hill show, two big rushing touchdowns, and game was over, right? Now, um, you know, uh, Zach Wilson, what can I say? I haven't said much good about him all year. I know you like him. You're you're a big jet guy. So I'll let you talk about little Zach.
0: Yeah, Zach Wilson, 19 of 42, 202 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He also led the way on the ground, four attempts, 33 rush yards, no touchdowns. It just shows how much we really miss Michael Carter. Uh, 42 attempts with 19 completions. That's not good enough either. We got to start doing the checkdowns. We got to get the ball in our playmakers hands Uh, no interceptions so I was happy to see that and then on the wide receiver side Elijah Moore now on IR I mean what a huge a huge injury to the jet lineup especially with Michael Carter being out you know your two top rookies of this year's draft class not playing
1: yeah and missing Corey Davis too Uh, so yeah they're depleted and my question is can you take a team with Zach Wilson Jameson Crowder Devin Coleman and Griffin and win a game against Miami? I say no.
0: Yeah, I was at the last Miami Jets game in New York. Michael Carter went down in the second half, changed the entire game up. I didn't think Miami looked that great. I mean, Miami now minus 8.5. It's now bet to minus 9.5, half, half over under. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Jets with the injuries.
1: And hey, what's Miami done the last four or five games?
0: Five-game winning streak. Hello. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, they're now uh, six and seven. So this five games winning streak has really put them back in playoff contention. Uh, led by, you know, they have two out of Alabama. He's got twelve touchdowns, six interceptions on the season. Uh, Miles Gaskin coming off the COVID list. He's got four, uh, seven total touchdowns, three on the ground, four receiving, and then the Alabama rookie Jalen Waddle having a great year: eighty-six receptions, eight hundred forty-nine yards, and four touchdowns.
1: You know, uh, as far as the running backs. Uh, they got Brown went to IR. Uh, they had issues with Ahmad. Uh, Gaskin was on a COVID, so we think he's coming back this week. Uh, Philip Lindsay hurt. I'm not sure if he's playing. So I'm I'm looking at this being a Miles Gaskin day. And guess what? You can run against the Jets. So uh, if you got Gaskin, you fire him up big time. I think he's gonna have a nice game. Um, but let's not forget Tua, and let's not forget Waddle. And guess what? Now you got Devontae Adams back. So, uh, uh, Devontae Parker, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, he's been playing well whenever he's on the field. He's a big injury risk. But I think, you know, uh, the Jets, they play decent in the secondary, but you can beat them there, and especially if they start committing to the run. So I like these guys to put up some points, but somehow I feel this is going to be a sneaky close game. Um, I'm thinking Dolphins, like, 20-17. to I don't know what you like.
0: Yeah, I could take uh, maybe Dolphins 28-24, you know, something close like that. Jets get a late touchdown, but with the the injuries on the Jets right now and Miami doing as well as they are, I still think this is going to be Miami's game at the end of the day. All right, let's go to some of our final thoughts. Lock of the Week. All right, we're going to start with the Tennessee Titans nine and four versus the Pittsburgh Steelers six six and one. Tennessee right now minus two. Uh, we could talk about the Titans without AJ Brown, no Derrick Henry. We could talk about Big Ben and company really putting it on in the fourth quarter, last couple games, keeping games close. Not really sure how I lean here. I'm thinking Tennessee. They just seem like the better team. I'm not buying into what Pittsburgh has. There's a lot of drama with the wide receivers and Clay Pool that you're hearing. So I'm going to go Tennessee. Kahuna, what do you think?
1: You know. Tennessee, uh, yeah, they've been on and off again all season long. And yeah, of course, we can uh, handicap them with all their injuries. That's not a problem. But I'm looking at Tannehill, and I just, I'm not comfortable with him. You know, he's not working that well. That's why I think they make him hand off. He's not the guy he was last year. He's not rushing and making, you know, a bunch of plays, he's not hitting the guys that are open. And uh, so it's a little suspect. And by the way, their defense, they've had some monster games. And, yeah, 20 to nothing against Jacksonville. Was that really a monster game? That's what you expect to see, right? Jacksonville's rolled it up. Um, So Pittsburgh, I watched that game, and the first half, I'm like, oh, my God. I've never seen a team play so bad in my life. And uh, Minnesota was going crazy. (laughs) And if my man Jefferson would have held on to two or three more touchdown passes, I'd have been, you know, backstroking in gold. But, no, didn't happen. Otherwise, uh, how did Pittsburgh do nothing in the first half and score, what, three times in five minutes in the second half?
0: Well, I think if you look at the last couple fourth quarters for the Steelers, they haven't putting up points. Whether, you know, teams are playing prevent defense and they're down by three touchdowns and they're allowing it to happen, or it's just the Steelers, you know, coming to, coming to their own game at the end of the game, who knows?
1: He looked like a Big Ben resurrection. I right. mean, he looked like old Big Ben. He was moving around the pocket. He was hitting guys. Free your mouth or fry your mouth. The Big Mouth, Big Mouth Billy Bass, right? Looking good out there.
0: Yeah, the minus two scares me. Uh, I've, been, I've been off on the minus two, the minus two and a half, going on the wrong direction. But my gut still says Tennessee. That's where I'm going to go.
1: Well, everybody's going to go Tennessee. Um, but you know what? They're playing at home, Steelers. Their defense is healthy. It's an important game. And if they can do anything to stop the run, and the run's not a superb running game anymore, but it's it's a credible running game. I think
0: Devontae Foreman now is running the ball? I, I think he's
1: running. And, you know, you can run against Pittsburgh, but if they can have any effect on that and they can get to Tannehill, J.J. Watt, I mean, uh, T.J. Watt comes out and plays lights out. Uh, you get a little Najee Harris involved because Tennessee's tough to run on. So there's a lot of what-ifs, but somehow in my gut, I'm liking Steelers... 23 17.
0: Yeah, like a low-scoring game, but like I said, I'm going to stay Titans on this There one. you go. So let's go next. Cincinnati Bengals 7-6 and six versus the Denver Broncos 7-6. and six. Denver right now minus 1.5. Uh, we could talk about the uh, Denver. Th- I mean, last week they had that great tribute to Demarius Thomas. Rest in peace. Uh, I remember that big play with him and Tim Tebow against Pittsburgh and OT where he took it all the way to the end zone. I was always a huge Tebow fan, and uh, I'll never forget that play, so rest easy. I thought the Denver Broncos did a great job this past weekend with the tribute in the beginning of the game so uh, kudos to them now this game denver minus one and a half i've been on cincinnati this year the Bengals have uh really been showing me a lot i think their offense their defense comes together when you have a quarterback who's a real leader it could change change a franchise and uh i'm gonna take uh chase mixon and burrow uh to win in mile high
1: you know uh, cincinnati last week uh, they didn't do much the second half till they had to and then burrow came alive with chase and it was a big difference maker yep two touchdowns uh you know you look at mixon well, he had about three or four string together, hundred fifty yard games. He was, but he was
0: sick last week, yep. so that was the big thing that he wasn't going to have a big monster week, and that people were right. Yep,
1: yep, because uh, you know I, it, it just was a rough game uh, watching Cincinnati in the beginning, but the way they came back was impressive. Now Denver, uh, they're playing real good conservative football. They're basically taking the ball out of Bridgewater's hands. And they're running it and running it with two strong backs.
0: Melvin Gordon.
1: Gordon. Yeah. And they got Williams. And uh, they're just knocking it out of the park. To my chagrin, they don't play. They don't pass the ball, really. Courtland
0: got- Sutton, I've had him on the bench uh, all year. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of praise, a lot of early uh, expectations. Oh, he was the guy him. in the
1: beginning of the year, right? Because uh, Judy was hurt. Uh, but, you know, Fant barely gets four looks. Judy had what five or six last week, caught them all, but of no consequence, no, no real big passes. Sutland was invisible. J, KJ Hamler, who is he? Where is he?
0: But at the end of the day, you got the Bengals seven and six, and now the Broncos seven and six.
1: I know, I know. And guess what? They're playing in Denver, and Denver D is playing better than Cincinnati D right now. So I'm going to call it a wash two equal records playing in Denver with a better defense. I'm going to go with Denver. Twenty
0: All right. I won't argue that. All right. And final game, we got New Orleans Saints 6 and 7 versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 10 and 3. Opened up Tampa minus 11.5. Bet down to the minus 10.5. Tom Brady, Fournette, Godwin, Evans, plus Alvin Kamara back for the New Orleans Saints. I think this will be a great game. I'm going to take Tampa Bay money line. I think it could be close, but I don't think Tampa's going to lose this game.
1: I don't see him losing. No way. Um, you know, Taysen Hill. This last game, it, he doesn't look that great, but, but he could put it down on his legs and he could put it in the end zone rushing. So,
0: yeah, but rushing against the Jets and rushing against Tampa is two different things.
1: I agree. I agree, hundred um, percent. And uh, you know, I also look at Kamara's out there, but he gets the you. You can pass rush, right? Running backs getting receptions can beat Tampa all day long. Um, so you got to worry about that. You got to worry about guess what? The New Orleans defense going to stop Fournette or slow him down. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on Brady. They're going to force Brady to make mistakes. And unfortunately, for as many great games as Brady's been playing, when he's had that tough pass rush and he's had that tough run D, he's made a few mistakes, right?
0: For the last years, Brady versus uh, Breeze has always been tough. I know Breeze's not there now, but I still think it's going to be a tough game. I think it will be close, but I think the Buccaneers will win. I. See them being up fourteen, maybe, going into the fourth, give up a late touchdown, win by seven.
1: I tell you what, I don't like maybe uh, win by ten. I don't like that many points at all. I think this game's gonna be tougher than you think. Um, I'm looking for Tampa to win, but I think they win by maybe three, like 27, uh, twenty seven, twenty for something along those lines
0: i could see a 35 28 tampa i think there could be a lot of points in this game but again we'll see we'll let it play out i just love tom Brady. He's having a great year i love Fournette. i think he's going to continue to find the end zone uh, i think it'll be a great day for the bucks
1: all right well that sounds good i just i want to just say one thing i've been watching uh this this COVID stuff's running around right it's kicking all kinds of leagues right the nba nhl talk about canceling games you see a bunch of teams. Cleveland's probably the, the most affected right now. Oh, so,
0: you know, I was just talking about the with the Olympics coming up and uh, something I saw with the NHL players unions. They're saying, well, if you're out in China and you're having these uh, games, you come up with a positive test, you may have to quarantine for five weeks before you come back home. Right. And if you miss pay, right. you miss pay. So a lot of these guys, they have a $10 million contract, an $8 million contract. They're not going to go. I don't know if they're going to go anymore.
1: Yep. So uh, I'm just telling everybody out there, all our listeners, and I think I said it once before, uh, I'm not here to tell you get a vaccine or not. That's your call. But I am telling you, everyone's in close quarters. It's the holidays coming up. People are getting together. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Be careful out there. Okay. Take care of yourself.
0: All right. We want to thank our sponsor, Steel Pixel Studios. We want to thank our producer, Ben Orr. We'd love to hear your input on our weekly decisions. Uh, find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or call us 484-242-8904. Go Jets, 3 and 10. Go Eagles, 6 and 7. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Kahoon and the Wasp.